The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now it is time for the Hard Shoulders Guide to the Galaxy. Every Monday, we are going to try and answer some of the most important intergalactic questions. And what better place to start? than the galaxy itself, the Milky Way, wherein we find ourselves. Dr. Coleman Gallagher is a planetary geomorphologist from the UCD School of Geography. Is that correct? That's right. That is. Absolutely. I got it. I got it in one. I was, I was worried about I might uh, trip over that one a little bit. Um, what is the Milky Way? The Milky Way, as you say, is a galaxy. It's our home galaxy. It's where we live. It's where our solar system is. And uh, when we look up at the sky and we see stars... Every star we see with the unaided eye is in the Milky Way. So it's our local galaxy. It's one of about 200 billion galaxies in the observable universe. Um, it's a pretty big galaxy. Uh, there are a lot smaller than it. And it's, uh, it's part of a group of galaxies um, called the local group. Um, there are two big galaxies, one kind of the same size as the Milky Way, known as the Andromeda Galaxy, mm. and then a range of smaller ones. Where did the galaxy come from? What's the origin of the Milky Way? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, (laughs) The origins go right back to the beginning of the universe about 13.8 billion years ago. And they seem to be, uh, they seem to have origins in in quantum effects right at the very start of the universe when it was a microscopic size. I mean, smaller than an electron and uh, quantum uh, complexities in that structure gave rise to differences in the density of matter once the matter was created and eventually they became galaxies and clusters of galaxies. So that's where it comes from. Can we see it? I mean, is it possible when you're in it to see the wood from the trees, as it were? (laughs) It is. When we look up at the night sky, and people have known this since ancient times, particularly in the summertime, um, it's possible to see a band of luminosity, a white or a silvery band Mm. of luminosity. It doesn't look like stars to the unaided eye, but it looks bright um, and since ancient times, it's been because of its whiteness associated with milk. And in fact, the word galaxy comes from an ancient word meaning milk. Um, and what we see when we see that band of luminosity is the galaxy sideways on. So we're looking into a disk of stars and the sun and the solar system is part of that disk of stars. And where in that disk is the sun and the solar system? We're um, about 26,000 light years from the centre of that galaxy. So the the galaxy has a radius of about 53,000 light years. So we're about halfway out from the centre to the edge. And are we travelling further out? Is that the nature of the galaxy? Uh, not not necessarily. We're on an orbit, um, even though it's very difficult to predict exactly where we're going to end up in in millions or even billions of years. But at the moment, we're on an orbit around the centre of the galaxy. The orbit takes about 220 million years to complete. So actually, a, a, an interesting way of looking at it is that when the dinosaurs were alive, they were on the other side of the galaxy from where we are now. Oh, wow. Which is an intriguing thought, isn't it? Yeah, that is amazing. Would the sky have looked different? It would have looked different, yes. Every star, every object is in motion around the centre of the galaxy, including the stars closest to us. Um, And so the the constellations, for example, that a dinosaur might have looked up and seen would have been completely different from the constellations we see now. Wow, that's incredible. What's at the middle of the galaxy? Ah, that's a great question. with the naked eye in the constellation Sagittarius, it's possible to see uh, that the galaxy 
bulges, that the Milky Way bulges, that it's thicker in that part of the southern sky. So if you were to look out from the south coast of Ireland across into the Celtic Sea, yeah. you'd see Sagittarius low on the horizon and you'd see that the Milky Way is thicker there than where it is, uh, than how it is, I should say, uh, high up in the sky. Um, observations with space telescopes also confirm that that's the, the densest part of the galaxy, but it's it's impossible to see what's in the centre of the galaxy with optical telescopes or with the naked eye. Instead, because there's so many stars there, uh, the, the galaxy contains um, something on the order of 200 billion stars and the greatest density of them is at the centre. So, so you just can't see through them all no, to what's and, behind. No, absolutely. And not only are there is there a huge density of stars there, there's a huge density of dust as well from stars exploding from supernova explosions. So to see into the centre of the galaxy, we've got to use infrared wavelengths and radio wavelengths, things that we can't see with our naked eye. Mm. Um, and when that's done, what is revealed are stars orbiting extremely fast. Um, so rather than 220, bil- uh, 220 million years, these things are orbiting the centre of the galaxy in about seven years to only a few thousand years. Oh, wow. And that tells us about the the fact that there's something extremely massive at the centre of the galaxy. Using those techniques, it's also possible to actually visualise those stars, even though we can't see them, we can visualise them using using false colour, for example. And that allows the orbits of those stars to be calculated, and it turns out that the object at the centre of the galaxy weighs about four million times the mass of the sun, and that it's only about... Um, 17 times the diameter of the sun. So those two facts, the huge mass of that object and the Mm. tiny scale of that object in in cosmic terms tells us that it's a black hole. I'm maybe jumping ahead because I suspect we will talk about black holes uh, at a later date, but I think we need a little teaser. I mean, (laughs) what what is that and how does it become the centre of a galaxy? A black that second question is a tough one. Okay, uh, a black hole is an object that is so massive that it's actually uh, its gravity uh, prevents anything from escaping from it, including light, including all forms of electromagnetic radiation. So, if news talk was trying to br- broadcast from the center of the black hole, the radio waves just wouldn't get out because the gravity would pull them back. Okay, and so it emits no radiation and therefore is black. And in fact. These things were. So it's predicted. not a hole. It's not a hole. No, absolutely not. But it's 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 really much more like a, a black star than anything else. But the the thing is that a, a black hole is made up not only of um, a spherical structure that's called the event horizon. That's the point of no return. Mm. But at the center of the black hole is an object called a singularity, and a singularity is a strange place. It's where the laws of physics break down. It's where there is an infinite mass in a infinitely small volume of space. So wow. it's where the rule book is thrown away. You, you used a phrase earlier, uh, the known universe. How many galaxies were in the known universe? Mm. I mean, can we guess how many are in the unknown universe? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> because for, for several reasons. Firstly, we can't see uh, beyond what's called the horizon. The, the the universe is 13.8 billion years old and most people would think that that means the horizon is 13.8 billion light years away. But actually, new space is being created all the time, so the universe is expanding. And that means that over those 13.8 billion years, the universe has grown to 
have a horizon that's 47 billion light years. Oh, wow. So that means that we can't possibly see beyond that horizon and we have no idea what the universe is like there. There is a, a kind of a, a law or a convention, a, a belief that it's probably very similar to what we see here, that the, that the universe is uniform. We don't know that, and some people um, dispute that. Um, I, I was going to ask questions about the universe and expansion and whether it will keep doing it again. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, so we'll just uh, stick with the galaxies uh, for uh, today and our own uh, Milky Way. Uh, are they stable structures? Galaxies? Yeah. Uh, the, In they, intergalactic terms. I'm not talking about it collapsing, you know, by Friday week. Yeah. Um, the idea of collapse probably isn't the the, the question... It's more the idea of, for example, smaller galaxies being shredded by larger galaxies. So we know right. that the Milky Way has got 50 satellite galaxies. And in actually, at the moment, the Milky Way is in the process of shredding one of those small satellite galaxies. And it appears to be a very common um, way in which galaxies like the Milky Way gain mass. It's also very important in that when... A galaxy. By shredding, you just mean they hoover up. They that don't other hoover galaxy, up. They, do they? they they literally shred them. So, for example, right. they turn something with a compact shape into a stream of stars. Oh wow! Uh, that eventually becomes incorporated into the shredder, so into the Milky Way. Yeah. Um, the 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 chances of collisions, for example, between stars uh, of the host galaxy and stars of the shredded galaxy is infinitely small so there aren't going to be collisions because there's a huge amount of space between the stars anyway um, if, if those small ones are the minnows and we're the mackerel who's the shark coming along to eat us ah that's a good question so it, there are two answers firstly in about four to five billion years time the law of gravitation tells us that the milky way and the andromeda spiral are going to merge um, they're falling towards each other most of the universe is expanding but local structures like two large galaxies, mm. in fact, attract each other gravitationally and they overcome that expansion. So those two, those two galaxies are large in their own right, but they're going to become an absolutely enormous galaxy in about four to five billion years' time. Even at the moment, it's possible to see enormous galaxies like that. So, for example, while we might have 200 billion stars, the largest galaxies in the universe have got about a trillion stars, certainly 400 to 500 billion stars isn't all that uncommon. And they are probably the result of merger after merger. And like with any merger and acquisition, there's a a period of (laughs) rationalisation. What does that look like for planet Earth in five billion years' time? That's a a kind of a a, a poignant question because in five billion years' time, our sun will probably be ending uh, its... It's life. Uh, Stars like our sun have got a lifetime of maybe 10 to 12 billion years. At the moment, the sun is about 4.6 billion years old. Um, So we're halfway through the life cycle of the sun. In about four to five billion years' time, when Andromeda is is getting close, the sun is going to expand and become a red giant star. Its diameter will probably expand out to about the orbit of Mars. And unfortunately, the Earth is going to be swallowed up into that expansion. We would have needed a new home before that if we were still here. Yeah, maybe Pluto or something like that looks good. 
All right. It is absolutely fascinating stuff. And I look forward already uh, coming to next week when I think we're going to be learning all about Mars. As if the Milky Way wasn't enough Mars uh, next uh, week. Uh, we'll, we'll get that up as soon as we can as a podcast because I'm sure lots of people at home were as fascinated by it as I was. Dr. Coleman Gallagher, a planetary geomorphologist from the UCD School of Geography. Thank you very much and we will talk to you at the same time next week. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.